Welcome to Adapt Energy, a Pantech design podcast. As the world pivots to new forms of energy, now more than ever, it is critical that we explore new ideas and automated technologies to adapt to a changing energy market. On Adapt Energy, you will learn about these technologies and trends straight from the leading experts in the industry as we seek to answer a simple question. What is energy automation and why does it matter to you? Hello and welcome to Adapt Energy, a podcast from Pantech Design. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode. Now, today's conversation is going to center around home automation and energy management. And as always, we have Troy Morgan, founder and CEO of Pantech Design with us. Troy, great to talk to you today, man. How are you doing? Having a blast. It's Friday and I am super excited to introduce uh, uh, our guest today. This guy I've known close to 20 years. I think he's probably one of the most knowledgeable people in our industry when it comes to a lot of things. So this is this is a great, great, great podcast for us. I, I totally agree. I'm, I'm really excited to introduce our guest today, Ron Callis, founder and CEO of One Firefly. Ron, thanks so much for joining us today here on Adapt Energy. No, thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Troy. Happy to be here. Honored to be here. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Ron, why don't we start everyone off by introducing them to One Firefly and to you. So tell us a little bit more about what you do at One Firefly and how it works in with with Pantech Design. Sure. So One Firefly is a digital marketing agency that caters to the custom integration market, primarily uh, in the, the residential and commercial space. We do have uh, tangential sectors that we help, such as say security or indoor the energy sectors. I've been in the industry for the last 20 years. Uh, I've, I've worked with these technology professionals or technology contractors, if you will, in different shapes and sizes and flavors for all of my professional career. Uh, I actually studied engineering in school and it just so happens the way uh, the li- course of life has taken me. I've spent my whole career in sales and marketing. But, um, you know, I'm excited about, you know, the influence and the growth of energy management solutions entering the home automation marketplace. And uh, there's certainly a lot of fun trends I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about today. Definitely. Awesome. Well, uh, Ron, it's a blast having you on the podcast today. And Troy, we've done a couple of these already, but for those who might just be joining us for this episode, first of all, go back and check out, check out the previous episodes. You can do that on Apple and, uh, and Spotify. But uh, Troy, just give people an introduction to Pantech Design real quick and tell them a little bit about, about yourself and what you do. Happy to. So Pantech Design is a 15-year-old uh, company with a, a heavy focus on the design and engineering and creation of software for home automation systems. And uh, I'll say about three years ago, uh, we entered into the the energy space uh, with a software product and have now grown that into a hardware product that we call Adapt Energy. And my role is uh, CEO of the company and and I, I pretty much put some of the vision in place and, uh, you know, set the set the tone for what we're going to be working on. And, and I've got a great team behind me that uh, really are the ones that make all this happen. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Troy, as we've discussed on previous podcasts, we've talked about energy management um, before, but how does home automation help energy management really reach its full potential? Let's dive in and kind of begin discussing that. Yeah. You know, the basics of energy management are really focused on sort of looking at how much power are you using and how much can you control that or when should you control it or when do you need to control it? And the energy industry primarily has been focused on some some of the basics when it comes to that with regard to load shedding or shutting off certain things at a at a breaker level. 
And, and that's absolutely necessary in order to, you know, achieve the result that you're looking for when you're looking at, at energy systems. But once you connect an energy system, if you will, to a home automation system, you actually achieve a device level type of control where now instead of just maybe shutting off the water heater or making sure that the EV charger can't charge during this peak you know, period of use time that costs you a bunch of money, you can also change the dynamics of the whole energy profile of the home by telling the home automation system it's time to do something and that home automation system making the decision about what to do like shut off some lights, lower some shades, change some set points on your HVAC systems and, and lots more. So the, the connection of the two, in my opinion, is a very natural thing. So I, Ron, you've obviously been in this home automation industry from a lot of different angles and, and facets. I, I'd, I'd like to hear more what you have to say about that. I think you've got a better perspective than I even do. Sure. No, I appreciate that, Troy. I, I think the the these businesses, these technology contracting businesses are always keeping their eyes and ears open as to the the new technology that frankly could impact their business and they don't want to be caught behind and i think it was really for our you know call it the cedia channel or the the residential custom integration channel of businesses you know let's say in in north america depending on how you slice it or dice it there's about 10 to 20,000 of these businesses I think it was really, you know, you said three years ago is when you got into it. It was probably three, four years ago when, you know, the battery company Sonin started to uh, approach this channel. It's the channel that you and I have been in for the last 20 years. And they started to bring about this conversation of energy storage. And then it was really your influence, Troy, uh, directly that started to add programmatic intelligence to that battery and the ability of that battery then to integrate with the other smart systems within the home. And so what's happened is some of these contractors, some of these businesses slowly and steadily have started to raise their hand to learn more, whether they're reaching out to companies uh, like Adapt Energy or they're reaching out to Sonin or, or others. Uh, Rosewater is another battery vendor that's uh, Joe Piccarelli and his technology, some really neat stuff going on. Uh, when you have these well-respected people coming to the trade shows, joining the buying groups, interacting with all of these technology professionals, you have your early adopters. And, th and that's what you have across the country. And uh, it's it's really interesting. They're putting uh, these adapt energy panels into their showrooms. They're putting batteries into their showroom. They're learning how to talk about energy management. You know, they're talking, learning about, in some cases, uh, you know, gaining your power from solar and storing it. Or maybe in states where energy costs are high during peak times, or or maybe they're even uh, mindful of the the environment and you know the concept of dirty power versus clean power, i.e. power you know produced by peaker plants versus power that is more clean, say coming from the 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 energy plant that's using natural gas, and so they're able to store the clean power, and then as you said, down now with integration into the home control at the device level, whether thermostat or lighting, or maybe even in a, a peak 
uh, you know, depending on the position of the sun, closing shades on portions of the house to really optimize the energy usage of the home and at the same time optimize the use of what might be the stored energy uh, potentially in a battery. But uh, there's so much greater than just battery power that factors into really having an, an energy efficient smart home. And I think we're just seeing, I mean, literally the tip of the iceberg, if you will, in terms of what's to come. So, Ron, it, it wouldn't be an exaggeration to say that you really see a, an opportunity for these home energy companies to really enter the home automation market. This is um, maybe a big area uh, of potential growth moving forward. Well, we're already seeing it. I mean, we're seeing big companies, well-known brands around the country. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm speaking specifically about North America. That's where most of my experience is. And, you know, you're seeing companies such as ACS, also known as Audio Command, out of New York, Miami, and LA, you know, starting to fully get behind home energy management as a category of discussion and they're moving product and they're they're integrating it into their their Crestron solutions in the in their projects. You're seeing companies like Personal Technology and I'm just I'm 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 name dropping a few companies that maybe people listening might know who they are, but out of LA that is, you know, putting battery storage into their uh, showroom and actually integrating battery storage into their Savant home automation systems. You're seeing companies out of Colorado like Cloud Cloud9, who's integrating full adapt energy panels and battery storage into a full experience center where customers can come in and interact with a what is a smart home inclusive of home energy management solutions. And so I, we're certainly seeing companies around the country, uh, more are coming online every month and every quarter. And I think when you see situations, you know, just right now, here it is, October 2020, uh, most of California is on fire. You have, um, you know, the, the idea that environmental protection and frankly, just smart usage of energy is a, a good idea. And in some cases, you could argue it's mandatory because if you lose power, how do you keep your home functioning? So I, I'm certainly seeing it grow uh, quarter over quarter. So for, for both of you guys, you know, how have you seen maybe current events affect attitudes and um, maybe impact the market a little bit more for, uh, for smart home that includes uh, home energy automation? Is there anything that's, that's occurred recently? Obviously, you know, you mentioned fires. Uh, we're in the middle of a global pandemic, which has had a, a massive impact on people. Um, how have you seen these current events really um, maybe shift the market or maybe move the market forward in terms of what integrators are interested in, what they're looking at, and, and what's going to come in the future? Yeah, I'll let Troy jump into that because he's seeing firsthand in terms of the demand for adapt energy integrations and panel solutions. Uh, and then I could share what I'm seeing from a marketing standpoint. I think what I'm seeing most, and, and there's so many angles to that, but what I'm seeing most are people that during the sort of beginning of, of the pandemic thing, we all kind of looked around and said, what are we going to do uh, with this extra time we have? Because we're not able to do business as usual. And a lot of the guys that took the time to be intrigued enough, right, to go and look up something about home energy or uh, monitoring or control of energy or whatever the case may be, those guys are now in a position where they are able to sell it. 
because they they educated themselves they got they they got over the the hump of the learning curve if you will and and started to really add that to their businesses that's one thing i've seen from an environmental standpoint yeah i mean you guys brought it up the the fires and the like that has created an awareness on power in the home and what it's like to have to live without power right i mean it's one thing if if you've never experienced being without power for days on end you don't even give it a consideration but once it happens to you the first time you realize very very quickly how that has so negatively impacted your lifestyle that you will do something uh, about it and then there's another piece that's that's really interesting when it comes to the money that people put into things that they forget require power in order to live a uh, great example like a koi pond some of these koi ponds that people put in they're beautiful and those fish they're they're expensive and gorgeous and you run out of power for a few days and all of a sudden you have dying koi fish because their pond is not being aerated and you know there's so many little things food in refrigerators wine cellars you know that that can't be cooled properly so we start to see the need uh, uh, well i'll say the want from the early adopters and the and the people intrigued by technology in general turn into the need because we've now experienced something and want to change or have to change because we need to change so I, I think that's where a lot of it's being driven is is awareness through personal circumstantial things that have occurred I agree with that I mean if you look at our role as marketers here at one Firefly on behalf of the the, the many thousands of businesses across uh, the country that are they're trying to share these messages with their their customers and uh, frankly with their their sphere of influence we're really taking those examples that you know Troy just described and if you look at you know a home that is say running on battery storage and that battery and you know so your solar can produce so much energy you can store your your batteries are are finite in size and you then talk about you know depending on the length of you needing that energy i mean in california there's rolling brownouts so people are literally without power and it's without their control and or I mean, I'm here in Florida and there's hurricanes and all sorts of natural. I think there's a hurricane, frankly, right now running through Texas, through the Gulf of Mexico. And so when you when you look at then really how to optimize that home's energy use, it's really that fascinating interplay between the battery and the the power consuming devices, whether they're necessary devices or they're for entertainment but optimizing the the utilization of those devices down to the individual device, the individual IP address, it's it's a new level of control. It's a control, a level of control, frankly, that previously was not possible. And now it is possible, which means there's simply a tremendous amount of education that has to happen. And so that's the role that we really see ourselves in as marketers working on behalf of all of our customers that have an agenda to get this message out there. There's just a, a lot of education. So you could think of, you know, telling these stories through blogs, through emails, through case studies, through in some case video production. 
through making sure the messaging and the topics are discussed on their social media, on their websites. And then you're, again, you're seeing these experience centers get built out or added to across the country, adding this capability and this ability to demonstrate these technologies. So Troy, you heard Ron mentioned just the added level, the, the new level of control that maybe hasn't existed before and the education that needs to occur there. So what are some of the areas where people can be educated on what this new level of control looks like and what its capabilities are? Well, I think we can start first by saying listening to podcasts just like this would be uh, a great first start. And then also finding a few key manufacturers, Adapt Energy being one of them, and following them, tracking them a little bit. We've got some great video content on our website that that really conveys the message well. It's sort of interesting because trying to explain energy automation is a challenge. And I've been in sales all my life for as far as I can go back and to some degree. And I'm well aware that the elevator pitch is a, a necessary uh, component to striking up conversation and, and conveying a message quickly. Um, I have found it very difficult to, to do that very thing. And so video and seeing is believing, I think, has been a tremendous help for us conveying a message of what energy automation really is. You know, without having to get down to the nuts and the bolts and, and, and all the little things that really go on, because really you should never have to do that with an automated system, what is the result that you're looking for and, and how did we create the need for that result? And, you know, sharing uh, some of those stories like Ron and I were just talking about is the start and then you get to show them and this is how we solved it and this is what the result is. And I think doing that through messaging of video uh, and podcasts is a, a great way to do it. And then of course, direct interaction. I probably do ooh, three to five direct demonstrations for people in the energy industry as well as in the home automation industry a week. And I take that on because I believe in the education of this and I think that that's important. And until everybody's uh, you know, ed educated on the why behind the what, they're not going to care about the what or the how. You know? And so that's where I believe my role is. And, and also, I think Ron's role has been for, for many, many years in our industry, he's very, very good at, at helping people understand why. Why do we need to be doing these, these things that, that we're doing? Or why should we even care about X or Y or Z, and and he plays a large role in that from the the spearheading of marketing and whatnot. And then he helps people actually get those messages properly put into formats like the video stuff, like the podcast stuff, so that we can get this educated message out there. Yeah, exactly, Troy. Just to jump on that, I mean, it's the concept of push pull. You know, I I would venture for the business that is the the technology contracting firm. Uh, regardless of their focus, they might be an energy focused firm or a home automation focused firm or a security contracting focused firm. But for them to get into the business of solving energy solutions, it's just, it's good business. It's a, it's a good place to be. It's, it's profitable. There's margin and there's, yeah, and you're able to bring a solution that customers want. And then from the pull side, that's where you create the consumer demand. And that is the customer today doesn't know what they don't know. And so it's just a matter of, of education. 
and putting out the content, you know, the the businesses that want to get behind this message, uh, making sure they, they don't just use or, or put lip service towards it, but actually to make the actionable steps, updating messaging on their websites, updating if they, you know, are still old school and using brochures, uh, making sure they're talking about it through their various channels including social media, social ads, Google ads, email, you know, all the various touch points that in the, in the new digital realm, a customer or prospect might be exposed to so that ultimately that consumer or that member of the design team does raise their hand and say, can you tell me more? And so if we're successful and, and we're, we certainly are working hard and diligently to be successful, then we're creating that demand and that awareness and then the the businesses that are getting behind it are ultimately able to fulfill that need and uh, and and add a new profitable rewarding category to their business. So, Ron, you, you mentioned that push pull. Uh, I I wonder is there one side of that that's growing faster than the other? For instance, are are you seeing maybe customers? Uh, start to demand solutions like this ahead of companies being ready to provide or vice versa? Are you seeing one kind of outpace the other? And if so, kind of what's that doing in the market? I'm real curious to hear Troy's take on this, but I'll, I'm going to give a, a, a quick opinion. My first gut response there is that I, I think it's helpful that this amazing company called Tesla is out there not only building and designing cool cars, but out there promoting battery storage in the home. And although the the concept of Tesla as a battery being a great solution for a, a reseller, I don't think it's a great solution. In fact, I don't think they want to have, I don't think Tesla wants anything to do with the the small business in terms of you know le- allowing them to resell their battery. I also think there's some challenges with their battery tech in the both from the battery chemistry and the integratability of their product. But nonetheless, Tesla is a superpower in terms of brand name and recognition. And so what's happening is people know Tesla. They know they now are putting batteries in homes. And so it's it's resulting in consumers at all price points at you know a pretty broad spectrum of society is now raising their hand and asking questions about battery storage in the home. And I think that the smart businesses are on the receiving end of being able to take that level of interest and educate and pivot into products and solutions that might even offer the customer a better end result. Yeah, I think that was spot on because I'm seeing it more from the consumer side than from the custom integrator side or the solar side of things. I think think far too often uh, businesses fall into the trap of, well, that's not the way we do it. And- so they're 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 less likely to pioneer something or to be on the cutting edge and the bleeding edge because that's not the way they do it. But it's the consumers, and Ron is absolutely correct about Tesla in all facets of what he said, but primarily focusing on their marketing and and creating awareness for the consumer. Consumers are now very, very aware that you can buy a Tesla car that can go 300 miles that has a battery. I mean, that everybody knows this. And so the same concept is going to, to occur globally, in fact, I think, but, but definitely in the United States with respect to home battery. Now, once you get past the understanding of the basics of home battery, my home will have power if there's no power. Now we got to have a way to manage that. And then we got to have a way to integrate that. 
into other technologies. And this is where consumers don't need to be focused on or worried about any of that. All they really are getting to is, I would like to have power when the utility company can't supply it for me. How do I do that? And they're the ones, I think, driving the question to you know, the developers, the builders, the, uh, the, the, the architects, the people that they're sort of working with to build their dreams uh, in terms of their home and, and their, their vacation homes and you know, these kind of things. And it's that that I think is, is driving the contractors to learn more and it's requiring a little more of them. And they're starting to look for products and things that can accomplish what the consumer is really asking for. Because simply saying, I just want to have uh, power when the power goes out, that's like nothing compared to what it really takes, right? Like that's, that's, the, that's the, the, the result. How do you get there though? And that's where companies like myself, Sonin, Rosewater, and, and the like are helping people with real technology that can solve the problem of delivering to an end user what is already in their mind as a, you know, this should just be there. It should just happen. And I'll, I'll add one last thing to the conversation that is very, very typical. When a homeowner says or gets it in their mind that they want to have power when the power goes out. There's a lot of different ways that you can achieve that goal, but I can assure you one thing stands clear in their mind, and that is they want the whole thing backed up. They want the whole house backed up. That, 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 in their mind, that is what they need. It's what they want. And then you give them the price for that, and that changes everything. Because to back up a whole house for any worthwhile period of time is very, very expensive. So how do we do this in a manner that's conducive to the financial side, the lifestyle, and gives them everything they want without killing their pocketbook in the, in the process? And that's, that's been an interesting conversation that I've had to have many, many times, helping the, not only the, the integrators or the contractors understand how to drive that, but also helping the consumers as well understand that you know what? It's not necessarily important for you to back up your receptacles toaster. in your home or your toaster. Yeah, great, great, Ron. Yeah, I mean, do, do you really? I mean, is, is making a piece of toast that important? But definitely making sure that your refrigerator is as cold as it can be for as long as possible would definitely be ahead of the toaster, right? So that's just another piece to this whole puzzle, but I really see it coming from the consumers more than the contractors right now. So with that, with that being the case, then you, you think that contractors, integrators, there's there's a unique opportunity, and they're they're positioned well then to help bring energy automation technology to the market because the demand on the consumer side is is there because of their awareness of companies like Tesla. Am I summarizing that pretty pretty correctly? Yes, absolutely, um, and I think that. The educated contractors are going to be the ones that win uh, the majority of the business because they don't make it such an arduous process. They've already got it down. They know what it takes. They know how to solve all the intricate problems. That's another thing that's really interesting that I'm seeing. There is definitely not a one size fits all to any lifestyle, to any home and its energy, to any circumstance or situation, geographically speaking all the way down to uh, the the nuts and bolts of what's in the home. So with that 
said, every system you're going to touch is going to require some degree of flexibility. That's important, but also designed approach. And it's for different reasons that you're going to do different things. And so that's one of the beauties of Adapt Energy in and of itself is that it's it's designed to be a flexible solution and not try to get, you know, you, you don't want to be shoving that square peg in a round hole. To us, there there is no hole, there is no peg. We sort of give the freedom to people to design systems to accomplish all the interesting, intricate things that happen uh, with people's lifestyles, their homes, and where they live. Troy, if I could ask a clarifying question, and Tyler, I'm not trying to take your role here. <laughs> I just No, please go for I, it. I think there's a question that I, I actually don't know the latest. And I'd love to hear you address, and that is, you know, there's businesses perhaps listening and they might be, uh, and I'm going to name a bunch of brands. They might be a Crestron house, a Savant house, an Elan house, a Control 4 house, you know, or, or a Lutron house, or I apologize if I've named anyone uh, or have I've missed something that someone actually is behind in using and or they're none of the above. What's the current state of gaining home energy management if I'm installing any of those control systems? versus maybe I'm I'm not behind any of those control systems. How do you, how does adapt energy play into that? Well, we recognized early on the beauty, if you will, of connecting a solution like ours to home nation systems like you described. I mean, it's it's fantastic when you do that because you've you've essentially augmented or extended the level of control that you're capable of, like all the way down to a light bulb and and so on and so forth. And that's been fantastic. But we also recognized early on that for this to work, for this to, to, to really take hold and take shape, there needs to be some degree of focus on energy. And Adapt Energy took an approach of being a standalone system, not just a thing that you connect to a home automation system. We manage and monitor and control energy as a standalone system. And I would say 80% or more of what you're going to do or would even need to do, you could even say 100% of what you need to do can be done with Adapt Energy as it is today. But then you're not giving credibility to some of the other things with home automation that you can do if you were to say, you know, truly 100%. So 80, 90% of everything that you would need to do can be done, I think, within our solution. And us being open to communication and working with, and I say communication in the technical sense that we can integrate with anybody's technology, really. I mean, you picked on Tesla a bit. I'm going to do the same. Uh, we actually had Tesla's uh, national sales manager and, and local sales guy in our, in our home, ran them through a full demonstration of Adapt Energy. They were blown away. They loved what they saw. And then they were very nice and cordial in saying, but we are Tesla and we don't really do well working with third parties. And they're, and they're fair in saying that because that's absolutely true. But there are plenty of other manufacturers of devices, batteries, solar, inverters, and the like, that we get to integrate with. And because of our architecture and platform, it's very easy for us to make those things happen. And so we like to consider ourselves a standalone energy automation system that can then be augmented by a home automation system. Got it. That was great. Thank you. 
Well, guys, as we start to, to wrap this up today, uh, I, I want to give you the opportunity to make any kind of closing comments uh, to either hit on anything that we missed or summarize some of the things that, that we've talked about today. So, um, Ron, let me turn it over to you. Is there anything uh, that we haven't touched on that you'd like to uh, to speak on before we wrap things up or uh, any kind of closing comments that you'd like to make? Sure. No, th- th- just uh, a, a thought, maybe an observation I, I could share with our listeners. And, uh, and that is that, you know, this is the year of COVID, you know, here in 2020 and in Q2. So let's say March through June, a lot of our industry, you know, these integrators, we call them, were really shut down in that they weren't allowed to go out and do work around the country. And so what many of them did was they they worked on their businesses. And that included learning about maybe things that had been on their list of things to learn, such as uh, learning about battery storage, learning about uh, home energy management solutions. And, uh, and it was super interesting to see really the rate of education. I mean, I can even say it through our own webinars. I mean, the, we were seeing rates of attendance at webinars and education from One Firefly at rates we've literally never seen in 13 years. And and then you uh, fast forward to right now. Now we're in Q4. We just entered Q4 2020. And it's it's literally the opposite. These businesses, all of the industry throughout North America are at rates and levels of busyness that many of them have, they have never seen their businesses this busy. And there's because this, this homeowner, I'm going to say this upper middle class to luxury homeowner is now clearly stuck in their home quarantining. Uh, their children may be doing homeschooling or virtual learning. So you ha- you might have your kids home from college trying to also do their education. And so you have demands on the home network, home technology at rates that are we've never seen before. And so it's it's almost challenging or difficult, certainly not impossible, to pick up a new category right in the middle of all this craziness. Um, but those early adopters, those folks that in the first, you know, really they could have been back to 18 or 19, but let's say early 2020, that were learning about this and really digging in and attending trainings and um, doing what it takes to get their business in a position to succeed, uh, they are thriving right now because they are one of a few in their marketplace that knows how to have this conversation. And so if if you're listening and if you think that a new category of business is perhaps in your future, there's no better time than the present to really start developing the plan of how to learn more and ultimately, you know, gain the knowledge you need to gain, gain the the partners you need uh, in terms of of vendors or, or software partners that enable you to deliver these these solutions, which I, I think if you just look forward, I mean, I don't see how home energy management tied into home automation isn't just quarter by quarter, year by year, more and more a part of our lives. Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was so well said. Um, I, I had a couple things that I was going to say that you actually more eloquently put. Uh, so I'm going to leave us with this. Ron, thank you for taking the time to, to do this with me. I, I think that creating awareness is is a key to innovation. Um, it's what feeds the uh, feeds the fuel, you know, or feeds the fire. It is the fuel, right? And so we want to we want to continue to to not preach a message that that isn't beneficial and valuable, right? So that's where I see having your involvement in this was was great, and 
you know, I hope to get to do another one of these with you in the future. Thanks a lot. And uh, thanks to all the listeners out there as well. Appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Well, uh, thanks to Troy. Thanks to Ron. Uh, guys, it was uh, a pleasure getting to, to hear your insights and your expertise on the podcast today. Uh, it was my pleasure. Happy to be here. Troy, let's do it again soon. Sounds great, brother. Thanks. Absolutely. And everybody out there, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, make sure you subscribe to Adapt Energy there on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to hear upcoming conversations and more expert thought leadership in the world of home energy management and home automation. And uh, we'll be back soon with those episodes. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.